Today on Gamerhead Radio, find out how FIFA brings out the shitty and 11-year-olds, trying to sell the Wii U brings out the shitty in consumers, and Best Buy brings out the shitty out of old ladies. Good evening and welcome to Gamerhead Radio episode 195. I am Charlie Tectantronicorn Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. I am Jonathan Santiago, a.k.a. Fallon Flynn. Morbius for villains, come on! And... And... Uh, and... Goat is asleep. And we think that Goat <laughs> fell asleep because he's an old fart. <laughs> um, we don't know where Goat is. To be clear, <laughs> uh, we are not making fun of him or belittling him for this. Uh, well, we're making fun of him a little bit. I'm but... making fun of him. It's okay. It's all right. All right. Um, but um, we, 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 I, I believe he has worked somewhere in the ballpark of like seventy to eighty hours this week. When you combining his combining his manual labor day job and his manual labor con job, so um, I don't blame him at all. But uh, we we don't really know where he is. He has he's not responding to messages, so we're just assuming he is unconscious, slumped over in a chair somewhere. And um, I, I I hope he, I hope he gets some much needed rest if that's the case. Yes, yes, quite, quite. Um, but John, so how are you? I'm good, man. Um, I'm I'm also exhausted, probably for the same reason that Goat's tired because we were at Collision Con this past weekend, and uh, you know, regardless of of you know what the the proceedings held in store, setting up and tearing down for a convention is. Uh, it's tiring, you know what I mean? As you well know, Charlie, probably better than I, <laughs> most I do, people. In fact, I do, in fact. I mean, I um, to to my credit of the staff that has worked these conventions with me, um, I haven't done, I haven't uh, had to do some of the, the the brunt of the manual labor work of some of these cons. Like, I haven't been in like AV or some of the departments that really do have to like get their hands dirty, so to speak. Well, not really, so to speak. They probably do get their hands very dirty, but um. <laughs> You know, but uh, I have seen it happen. I've seen how much work those people have to put into it. So both to the people who are officially working cons and also help, you know, to the people like, you know, Goat and JR and folks like them to help out with the people who are working at the cons. Like I, I definitely do see how much work goes into it. So, you know. Oh man, it's uh, it's nonstop. So I'm, I'm doing well, you know, uh, I'm a little tired as you can see, as is customary after any via surveillance show, I've still got a little bit of a uh, ye old slut face on. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and and like really tried hard this weekend to make sure that by the time we hit showtime tonight that I didn't have um, that I didn't have any any makeup left on from the show. But I can never I can like I have makeup wipes. I have makeup remover. I have just as much fucking like makeup combat shit in my 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 toolkit as the average female. And uh, I still can't always get it off, man. I cannot always get the show. Do you, do you use like costume makeup for like for the well? Black here's guy? here's the thing. You can use all kinds of different makeup, but what I use, you have to set with a sealer, otherwise it runs and gets in your eye. And it's actually still fairly expensive, like makeup. It's just eyeliner, but it's expensive eyeliner. But it's like it's like theater makeup, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's like it's okay. like a theater eyeliner. It's heavy duty, but it's expensive. Okay. But I still have to set it with a sealer so it doesn't melt and run down into my eyes because uh, that shit fucking burns, man. So like, it's bad. It's like, it's like if you ever, like when you were a kid, if you ever put hairspray in your hair or something and then you sweat and then the hairspray got in your eyes, it's like that kind of sting. It's horrible. So uh, I can never quite Um, get all of it off. 
one time i'm gonna leave i'm gonna leave out the context of this just because i think i'm just gonna, I'm gonna let your imaginations run wild uh one time i was at a, a christian punk music concert and a um mm-hmm. I, I i broke a glow stick open and that got into my eye and that um if it's if it's anything like that then uh i feel for you because that, i'm that was awful. fairly certain that you're fortunate that you did not blind yourself <laughs> uh by putting by putting uh Bright science in your eyeball, Charlie. Yes, yes. But uh, <laughs> oh yeah, so that was it. Um, yeah, it wasn't 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 too bad of a week. How about yourself? Um, busy holiday, Black Friday, Bourbon County. Um, I mean, I see you uh, were successful though. Uh yeah, I had I had a very good um. So 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 uh, for for those of you who just brief very briefly for those of you watching listening who are not beer nerds, um. The uh, um, one of the more marked, um, especially in the Chicagoland area, um, is, that comes out every year is Goose Island's Bourbon County line. It is an imperial stout um, aged in bourbon barrels, um, and then they have several variants that they also come out with, where it's the same beer but then further um, with uh, with coffee added to it, um, with um, a barley wine version of it, um, and a um, uh, then they do a, what they call a proprietor's blend, which is Chicagoland only, like Bourbon County itself and, and the other variant do get distributed outside Chicagoland, you know, like uh, nearly nationwide at this point. Um, but the proprietor's uh, blend is only, you know, it, it's sort of like the thank you. Like they have it right on the box. Like this is our thank you to like Chicagoland for like, giving us our start and supporting us. And so it's only available here. Like comes in like a nice blue cardboard box and everything. Nice. Very nice. And uh, so, um, but uh, so yeah, so it's, um, you know, Bourbon County is, is generally regarded. I know there are some people that think it's overrated and that's, it's, it's fine that you're wrong, but um, there are, <laughs> it's, generally, no, I've had, it's fucking good. Yeah. It's, it's generally considered to be one of the best. Um, I mean, they, they basically started um, bourbon barrel aging beers when it, when Bourbon County originally came out, it just sat around on shelves cause nobody wanted it. Like it just like, it, it, it gathered dust seriously. Like when, when it started like, Oh, I forget how long, like, like 10 years ago, something like that. I forget exactly. But, um, just, just nobody, just nobody was interested. Nobody cared for it. And then, um, people started to take notice and they started to understand what it was supposed to be. And like, um, and just get used to like you know that 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 particular flavor combination. And now now bourbon barrel aging like stouts and beers is is just it's huge. It's like you know it's pretty much like that's the one guaranteed thing a, bur- a brewery can do, provided they they do it well, is to earn is to get like a crap ton of money, is to figure out you know get some barrels, uh, you know age some stout in it or whatever do it when you first open and a year later have a big bottle release and you're gonna make tons of money, unless it's awful. <laughs> but um, so um, this is the thing where on Black Friday um, every year they uh, they they release this and um, people line out the line outside of liquor stores for it. You know, in around here, if you're anywhere near on Chicagoland, you know of Binnie's. You know, the big liquor store chain. They're one of the biggest locations to get it because they get one of the largest allotments. And, you know, they they have like outside of the store because you know they know that you know Binnie's gets a ton. But um, I've actually discovered, um, and uh, I'll go ahead and share this little inside secret for those watching who might be interested in doing this next year. Uh, my preferred place to line up is actually out at the DeKalb. I think it's DeKalb. It might be Sycamore. But I think it's the DeKalb High V, which is a grocery store chain that um, you can find in some 
you know, in some of the more northern and then out mm -hmm. western um, areas. Um, and the reason why I go there is because the, the grocery store component of Hy-Vee is open 24 hours and then the liquor department opens up at 8. But they let people line up actually inside the ah, store. Ah, so there's a motive to your madness. So Seems they, like a, a tactically they a, sound decision. Yes. And so um, I, I sat there in my little, my little fold-up chair for three hours from 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. that opened, and I opened up registration for Winnie City. So I was productive while I was sitting waiting for beer. So that that's was, a double win. That's, that's a double <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Um, so yeah, no, I got, um, I got a decent amount of the regular, um, and then uh, we ran over and hit a, a, liquor, uh, a liquor store that's like a block away that opens at 8.30. Um, so between the two stops, I got a decent amount of regular, um, two bottles of the proprietor, two bottles of the coffee, and then one bottle of the barley wine. But um, yeah, no, it was a successful morning. Um, I, if I, I recall, to... oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yes. No, I was just going to say, I look forward to sharing this with you guys when I see you next. Well, as I, as I recall, the last two years running, I've been fortunate enough to be able to participate in your uh, your Cobra bottle share around around holiday time usually. And you like you shared a lot of the the you know, Bourbon County stuff that you got last year, you shared a, co a couple of things with us last year and fuck man. Like if you're a beer person, I, I mean, we'll move on from beer. Cause I know this isn't, this isn't liquor head radio, but it's <laughs> like it, it, that stuff is outstanding, man. Everything that you put in our face last year, I loved, I, it was all great. We, uh, uh, ask me about the, the bottle share when we get off the air here. Um, Good times. But, uh, cause I, we, we believe we have picked out our day for that. Excellent. Very exciting. But, uh, but um, yeah, no, other than that, it's been a pretty good week. Good, good, good. Um, I, I do believe that since we are uh, down one barnyard animal for the evening, that uh, this takes us then to releases for the week, Charlie. That is correct. Um, so for uh, video game releases for the coming week, on Monday, November 28th, we have Stern Pinball Arcade, one on the PS4, and Blade Shield on the HTC Vive, Neo Geo Metal Slug on the PS4. On Tuesday, November 29th, a um, uh, pretty long list here. We have Watch Dogs 2 getting their PC release, Aquamoto Racing Utopia coming out on the PS4, Final Fantasy 15, arguably the largest release of uh, this week, coming out on the Xbox One and the PS4, uh, Darksiders War Mastered Edition coming out on the PC, Townsman coming out on the PC, Steins Gate. O on the PS4 and the Vita. StarCraft 2, Nova Covert Ops Mission Back 3, coming on the PC. Skylines Natural Disaster Expansion, coming out on the PC. Clockwork Tales of Glass and Ink, coming out on the PS4. The Crew Ultimate Edition, coming out on the PS4. Coming out on the PS4 and the PSVR. Destroy All Humans 2, uh, it's coming out on the PS4. That's cool. Uh, How We Soar, coming out on the PS4. Q coming out on the Vita, Neon Chrome coming out on the Vita, Pinball FX2 VR coming out on the PSVR, Rock and Racing Off-Road DX coming out on the PS4, and Space Overlords coming out on the PS4 and the Vita. On Wednesday, November 30th, we have Industry Giant 2 coming out on the PS4. Thursday, December 1st, The Dwarves coming out on the Xbox One, the PS4, and the PC. Maze coming out on the PC. Apollo Justice Ace Attorney. Uh, coming out on iOS. Battalion Commander coming out on the PS4. The Keeper of Four Elements coming out on the PS4 and the Vita. On the PS4. And then Friday, December 2nd, Super Mario Maker for 3DS is coming out uh, naturally on the 3DS. 
steep coming out on the Xbox One, the PS4, and the PC. That's that extreme sports snowboarding mountain type game. <laughs> and Fury, F-U-R-I, coming out on the Xbox One. Uh, now looking to the future just a little bit. Tuesday, December 6th, uh, Werewolves Within coming out on the Vive, the VR, and the Oculus Rift. Is getting its release on the Xbox One and the PC. Last Guardian, finally, finally, hopefully, assumedly coming out on the PS4. Star Wars Battlefront Rogue One uh, Sacrif, excuse me, Scarif expansion coming out on the Xbox One, the PS4, and the PC. Star Wars Battlefront X-Wing VR mission coming out on the PSVR. I want to play that. Um, Arizona Sunshine coming out of the HTC Vive and the Oculus Rift. I expect you to die <laughs> coming out <laughs> on the Oculus Rift and the PSVR. That's a fucking great name. I wouldn't be shocked if that title if that yeah. title sells a couple copies. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah. Uh, the Unspoken coming out on the Oculus Rift and <clears throat> the R Sports Challenge coming out on the Oculus Rift on Thursday, December eighth. Nitro Plus Blasters with a Z. Uh, Heroines Infinite Duel coming out on the PC. For ninth, Space Hulk Deathwing coming out on the PC, and I don't think I said PS1 once in that entire release list, and that makes me very happy and proud of myself. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's it's only taken years, but you've made strides, Charlie. I think maybe one day we can expect <laughs> you to be a fully functional video game, uh, uh, you know, co-host announcer. Maybe. If we're yeah, lucky. that's fair. Um, Goat has just uh, woken up, and so he will probably be joining us shortly. Well, that's <laughs> you're right. good. Um, uh, yeah, that's um, good. Like, like we said, don't blame the guy. He, uh, he, he's, he's been busy. Um, John, what are you looking forward to playing on this list? Um, honestly, there wasn't really anything in there that's grabbing me. Um, I, I, I heard a couple of remasters in there, some Vita titles, a handful of different things that I'm just not, I do, it's not even just that I don't have time for. It's not really on my radar. You know what I mean? Like, I'm... As you'll see in the what we've been playing section, I've been perfectly content playing very non-committal things for the last month or so, probably because I started a new job and I need to focus on that, but still like to get my game time in to vent. But there's just not much not much doing it for me on the list. What about you? Um, so so then by that, I, I've gathered that you have not and, and don't plan to pick up Final Fantasy XV. That's, I mean, really, that's that's the only thing on the list, but that's that's kind of a given. But the only reason I'm choosing to not acknowledge that right now is because with all the shit that I have going on, I cannot crack open a Final Fantasy game. So, yes, the short answer is, is of course, I want to play Final Fantasy XV. I can't think about it, or it's going to make me sad that I'm missing the launch window. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, but I'm after Final Fantasy XIII, I am absolutely positively waiting not for reviews because final fantasy 13 was really well reviewed i'm sure probably because some fucking palms were greased <laughs> but i'm i'm waiting to see how that game stands the test of the next couple of months like by by the beginning of the year i think people will have a general idea of whether or not it's a farce and a bunch of bullshit now square has done a really good job of course correcting their vessel because shit was really bad for a while and they have seemed to have tried to rebuild a lot of goodwill with people and are trying to be very careful about taking people's feedback for their their products going forward but they have not completely earned my trust back yet especially with this one because this game has seen so many changes in the last 10 years i mean it's probably seen more changes in the last three than it did in the last 10 so it's i i'm i'm cautiously optimistic yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, I 
Um, I'm, you know, uh, we'll, we'll get into what I've been playing, you know, shortly. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I, I don't expect to start Final Fantasy 15 anytime soon. I do have a pre-order in. Um, I've basically come to the conclusion that I, I will, like, this, for me, it's not going to be a matter of whether or not I play it. It'll just be a matter of when I play it. And so just solely for the pre-order bonuses, um, I've decided to go, I, is why I went ahead and put in my pre-order. Um, and I'll, I'll get to it when I get to it. Um, you know, uh, you know, it's, I, I, I will now have a Fallout game and a Final <clears throat> Fantasy game, you know, untouched in my collection come this Tuesday. And um, wow. it'll, it'll be, it'll be something of a, of a, of a, of a challenge for me to decide which one of those I'm going to play first. But uh, I might I may play Final Fantasy next just simply so I can be on the same page as the as the rest of my friends that are playing it. Sure, sure. Um, just just for that benefit alone, um, since pretty much everybody has finished Fallout Four at this point. Um, but um, yeah, no, I mean it's, it's like what it, you know, just especially like looking back at like Fallout Four. I'm not sorry I ordered it because I have fantastic Pip Boy socks. Yeah. You know, like I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to seeing what, what the, both the initial and then lasting reactions of the game are from both reviewers and just the community at large. Well, basically really, like, everything I've seen for it running, it looks fantastic. Like graphically, it's really fucking impressive, but yeah. I'm, I'm just, the one thing that made Final Fantasy great was its ability, ability to tell a very kind of original sort of maybe mildly surreal story. Yeah. And the last handful of attempts to be narrative with Final Fantasy games have ended in what I call what I call um, shitty anime writing, <laughs> like typical dumpy anime characters, dumpy anime writing. Not that I don't like anime, but the anime does have a tendency to have really rote, kind of like it's just like vapid characters and very typical like cookie cutter, yeah. you know snake eating the tail kind of character design where it's just the same shit all the time. And final fantasy has really badly fallen into that, um, that slump. And I don't want that to be the case with this one. Everything about it, even on a visual level looks kind of odd and appealing in a way that the last couple haven't. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I'll agree with you there for sure. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so that, that's what we've got coming in releases. So, uh, John, uh, what have you been playing this last week? Um, this last week was a little bit more of the same, uh, you know, based on the last couple of weeks. I, I'm really, like I said, maybe because I've started a new job, I have not been playing anything that's super committed. I want to get back to Witcher 3 and keep plowing through that because I know I'm a fucking year late to the party. Um, and I mean, I've, I've, probably got, I've probably got a good 70 hours logged in that game but I keep sidetracking myself and side quests are falling down the rabbit hole with that kind of stuff, which I don't normally have a problem doing, but it's very easy to do in this game. Um, usually cause you're relatively rewarded for doing little side quests and things too. So um, I'll get back to it, but I think that's going to be just like it was with metal gear. It's going to be a game that just takes me a while to play because I have so many things I want to play all the time. Like some people buy games and they're like, I'm going to play this one game for just like, half the year man I'll, this is all i'm going to play for most of the year i'm just not that person i buy more video games than i can humanly possibly play i have like 310 games in my steam library now or something i haven't even fucking opened the sale this i can't think about it um you know and so i i ended up this week playing a lot of multiplayer shit 
competitive multiplayer stuff. Um, they did some updates to Overwatch, you know, uh, in the last couple weeks here. Put put uh, a new character, Sombra, in. She's really good. So good, she might actually be broken. <laughs> um, I'm expecting really some that's that, that's 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 strong. You think? Well, here's the thing. Did. Blizzard's pretty damn good about balancing these characters fairly well before they release them, and they always end up having to kind of tweak them after release because somebody always figures out how to break something with these characters. There's so sure. many people that's, playing. That's them. not just Blizzard, though. That's everybody, yeah, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. That's a pretty common thing. But there's so many people playing Overwatch yeah. still that it's kind of a problem. So um, she she can do a bunch of different really cool things. Like she has this thing that looks like a grenade when you throw it, but it's not a grenade. It's a teleporter. So wherever it lands, you have to kind of throw it where you want it. And wherever it lands, if you hit right bumper, you'll teleport back there. And I think they give you like a 20 second timer or something to use it before it expires. The little grenade thing expires. So you can be in the middle of a firefight. And if things are not going your way, you hit right bumper, zoop, you can teleport to wherever it was you left it. And get away okay. from the fight, so that's cool. But she also goes; she can go invisible, and it's usually fairly evident when she's becoming invisible. It's just hard to see her once she's gone, and she moves. Her speed accelerates massively when she's, you know, like that. And then she has this really cool ability that I've never seen in a first-person shooter before, where you can hack. She's a hacker. You hack the other players, and they can't use any of their special abilities for a small cooldown timer. Just like for a tiny spell, you can fire your weapons, but you can't use any of your special abilities for like I think it's like five I watched her. I watched her announcement video, so I'm familiar with her in in that much at least. Yeah, she. I was. Which that announcement video was a lot of fun. It was very cool. Yeah. Um. The only thing I'm disappointed with is they had a missed opportunity because there's absolutely no like animation or voiceover line or thing you emote in the game that has her going boop boop. Yeah. They, missed, they didn't. They didn't put that in. That's a fucking missed opportunity. Um. Yeah, but um, and then she she can hack players, but she can also hack like there are little pickup stations with like little health drops that you can walk over like you would in a lot of other games. There are very few of them, but she can hack those and it makes it so that they respawn more quickly for your team. But if the other team takes them, it damages them. It's like a trap. Is it visually apparent that it's been hacked? Um, I, I, to the other team, I don't know. Cause I've never paid attention and I'm, I should probably know that, but I don't, I just haven't fucking paid attention to it. Or you, you haven't become, I haven't, haven't picked one up. No. Okay. And then her ultimate ability is, is anybody inside of the radius in which the ultimate takes place when she, it's like a burst hack. Anybody standing inside of the radius, she hacks everybody around her. That's on the opposite team, which can really fuck them over. If they're all standing on like a control point, trying to capture it. And then your whole team swoops in. They can't use any of their abilities other than their basic weapons. So she's really good. She might she might actually be broken, I think. <laughs> um, and then they put some new game modes in that were very appealing, like arcade modes, where it's like a one-on-one mode where you don't pick the characters you're playing, and it's like f- the best first, first to five wins, just a one-on-one. And they randomly jet picks the character each round. And you just have to maybe hopefully play well with that character. And then there's like a three three versus three mode where it's like once you die, you're dead for that round. And then, you know, you just try to win. It's neat. This, they call it arcade mode. It's neat. Okay. Um, I played a shitload of Titanfall 2. Um, and I played a shitload of Rocket League. And... Um, you're sucked into that game now, huh? I am. You, you I, let me tell mind. you something. I'm. I'm not. I will always be humble about anything that I do or play online. I play a lot of multiplayer games, so I'm comfortable playing them. I'm not going to say I'm good at them. I'm going to say I'm comfortable playing them. I have an aptitude for it. So I, 
I'm playing really, I am playing really well in Rocket League though, and I'm sure it's just a streak for a moment, and I'll probably go back to sucking shit. But for now, I'm actually playing pretty well, so I'm enjoying it because, I'm, and I'm playing in the competitive circuit on it too. So like, I'm I'm not doing just the casual matches. I'm trying to like amp up my rank. Same thing for Overwatch. I've been playing that too, which I normally avoid those things because the I usually get you know a mud hole stomped into my face. But I'm not. I'm actually I'm actually doing well. So. Um, cool. Not anything, you know, noteworthy, but, you know, well for me, we'll say that. And then uh, as part of uh, Xbox's Black Friday sale, I purchased, uh, you know, Wolfenstein The Old Blood because I played through all of Wolfenstein, if you guys remember, uh, last year and enjoyed it enough to to play this. And this is like a full standalone expansion, and it was $6. By the way, uh, the fucking uh, Xbox Black Friday sale, which is through tomorrow, which is Sunday. So if you're if you're hearing the recorded episode, you missed it. If you're watching the show live right now, you're fortunate enough that you you can still get in on this. Um, but um, they have a deal right now where you can get the the Metro Last Light Metro uh, 2033 like like HD upgrades, um, Saints Row 4 the HD upgrade for that, and Saints Row 4 Get Out of Hell. You can get all four of them in a pack right now for six fifty. Six dollars and fifty cents. It's fucking stupid. Um, and I believe on this show, especially in the past, we've lamented over the fact that like the console people don't have like the equivalent of like Steam sales. Yeah, I, th- I think we're starting to see that. We are catching more up. Of a thing. We're catching yeah. up because it's. I think the proof is in the pudding that it it's it moves. You know, it moves units. It people buy. You know, Absolutely. um, so that I think that was everything I played, but uh, Old Blood is good, I'm enjoying it. It's kind of similar, some slightly different play mechanics, and it's a little more sneaky and a little less just blow everything up. Um, but I'm enjoying it, it's cool. It was easily worth the six bucks I paid for it. Yes, so good times. Right. Well, then on uh, on my side of the world, um, so I also picked up a title from the uh, from the Xbox Live Black Friday sale, and um, John, I believe that you played Inside, correct? I did, I did. I very much enjoyed it. That was a that was a gift from uh, Ryan on B Squad co-host Ryan on. Um, just because he loved it so much, he insisted he had to have someone to talk to about it. So he bought it. He sent me a fucking credit and was just like, "Well, you fucking buy it." So I bought it. And I played it, and it was awesome. Um, so yeah, so I also picked up. Um, I, I, I picked up inside. I also picked up uh, the Lego Star Wars Force Unleashed, and so I'm going to be hopefully be able to uh, put some time with that with Michelle because we've we've liked all the Lego Star Wars games we have played so far. But um, yeah, inside was. Um, I sat down and I, I played it on and off. So so Saturday for me and Michelle was basically it was it was two things switching back and forth was we marathoned the entirety of the Gilmore Girls revival that, it, that came out on Netflix on Friday. Um, a lot of people talking about that. I was never a Gilmore Girls fan, um, but I, 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 I am know a, a lot of people I, who love it. I am a Gilmore Girls fan by proxy um, and by, by, <laughs> um, by, by exposure infection. <laughs> That's I, fair. <laughs> Michelle, Michelle has watched so much Gilmore Girls that I cannot help. But um, but 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 because you're in the uh, know, like you got you got swept along with the current. Very much so, yes. And so so I was not as excited about Michelle about the the um about the uh, the revival, but um, nonetheless, it was uh, it was mm-hmm. it was 
will I will I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody who might care, but um, yeah, it was it was not bad. But um, when, whenever we needed to take a break from that, because that was basically four movies. It was it was the the the, the Gilmore Girls revival. It's it takes place. It's called the Year in the Life, and it's four it's four episodes, each one between an hour and a half and two hours long. That's the four seasons. You know, it goes winter, oh, okay. spring, summer, winter, spring, summer, fall, and so it's basically we watched four Gilmore Girls movies yesterday. Is really what it came down to. Um, Man, that's you guys. And, you guys um, dug in. Oh, oh th- and this this has been the plan for months. To be clear, <laughs> <laughs> we as soon as we knew when it was coming out, it was this is what we are doing Saturday. We are going to order takeout. We're going to just brew coffee because if you know anything about Gilmore Girls, it's it's takeout food and coffee is what is is like is are, are the two things that you must consume while you're watching a Gilmore Girls marathon. That's just what you do, and. Um, and so, so yes, we, we followed through with our plan, but we did want to take a little breaks here and there. And um, so the breaks that we took was me playing inside uh, and Michelle napped. But um, uh, so inside was super interesting. And uh, the ending for me was maddening um, because of the... Um, but I mean, I, I, have, I have not enjoyed playing a game so much in quite some time like just the imagery and just the 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 way that this game was able to get under my skin without telling me anything about what was happening did you did you finish it though it's played through played through two completion um yeah. and then yeah. i and then i i youtube the secret i mean just because i had to know um, yeah yeah i i youtube did i know that i was lazy about that but I found so okay so so briefly. I mean, we're talking we're talking about a game that's been out for a while. So I I think we're we're past the spoiler rule, but because it's on sale right now, some people may have just picked it up. So we'll have a yeah. brief yeah. moratorium on this. We'll talk more about this later. I think. Um, yes, we should. A lot to talk about with this game. This, I'm this, going this, to so highly the, recommend it to Goat as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, if if you if if you watch or listen or are not familiar with this, this is the second game from the developers of Limbo, and Limbo is one of the most critically acclaimed games to come out in quite some time. That has you know that's just it's so well done, like it's just so so creepy and yet so just open ended as far as like what's happening. Like you know there the, you can still find people like discussing their theories about what's happening in the game and the nature of the main character and what's happening and everything and inside is just it's 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 all the same like there's no dialogue there's no story no text and it's um you just start the game and it's you you press a and then the the, the, the play dead's inside there's the logo that comes up on the screen you press a button and all of a sudden you are the main character who's this little boy in a red shirt you're and you just start it. he's like ready set go you just start and you just you, you just start running through, through a forest and you don't know why you're doing it you don't know what your purpose is and even all the way through the end of the game it's just really not clear at all as far as what has happened and what what motivations were potentially what the players motivations were there's just a, there's a lot of conversation yep. about what's happening there and but it's super fascinating is it not is it not one of like you'll have these moments when you're playing it where you're like oh that's fucked up yes Ooh. oh my god Ooh, that's really fucked up and then toward I the had... end you're just like oh why? <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. The, the, the there 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 are several moments that I that I can pick out that 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 naming them will not be spoilery in any regard. But the first time you meet the um um the, the water uh, thingy, 
was terif- <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. Absolutely just yeah, yeah. I don't I don't I'm not the kind of person that gets scared watching like games or movies. Like I can watch scary movies and like I'm fine and I can like I don't Resident Evil games stuff like that like I find them to be creepy but and I get suspenseful and like because of like the you know the apprehension of like jump scares but I don't it's rare for me to just like actually be frightened of something and that that's any time that the water thingy was on screen. I oh, was, yeah. I was well, scared. I was the, the, the scared. scene, the, the kind of pivotal moment of change that, it, that yes. involves water thingy. Yes. <laughs> the um, the was, thing was, that made that scene the most successful to me was that I held my breath the entire yes, time. Yes. Like I was literally, Absolutely. I found, I realized toward the end that I was holding my breath. So that um, made it that they did their yeah. job there to me. Yes, absolutely. And then there, there's just, there's just so many scenes in the game where, where you're just like, what happening? Like yep. when you're outside and the pulses, you know what I'm talking about? The pulses yep, on the I bridge, do. like there's never any explanation for what those are and why it's happening, but it is just like one of those things where you're just like, Oh my God, like, why is this happening? What and, is going you're on? Gonna, this you're going to figure where out. Am I? <laughs> you're going to like, you don't, don't think you're going to get through this without, without seeing fucked up because even if you're really just happen to be fortunately very good at figuring a lot of these little puzzles out on the spot or the first time you come across them, some of them you can tell are designed for you to fail learn by failing and also go oh my god <laughs> after you fuck up yeah any so, yeah any game any game that that teaches you the lesson of don't just press every button you come across is oh. is yeah <laughs> it is a hard but very specific lesson um and then the last how about that insanely infuriating ending though <laughs> uh, yeah so so the last 20 minutes of the game are just so just mind-bendingly bizarre um that it's just like it's so like it's so out of context for the from the rest of the game like it fits don't get me wrong like one of the things this game does so well is that the pacing and just the just just the tonal takes the player through with like periods of calm and periods of being intense and then periods of just like we're just gonna solve some puzzles for a little bit and now here's some really fucked up shit like yeah. it's just oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. the journey that it takes the players through and just the, the the pacing and the speed of everything is just perfect so none of the things that i am saying here i think i'm speaking for john when i say this also none of these things are a complaint but the so so that being said the last 20 minutes of the game are so out of context from the rest of the game and and just out of left field that it's just like you're just i just my jaw which is i'm pretty sure it was just hanging open the entire time because it's just like i'm sitting here and i'm playing the game like i'm making the things happen on screen that are happening and yet i cannot believe what i'm seeing let me let me tell you let me tell you what the ultimate success story of that game to me is is, is that it was so it was so what the fuck it made me go full canadian i was just like at least four times during the course of this game, I looked at Megan or nobody in the room and went, "What's that about? What's that about? Eh? What's that about? What's that about?" I just fucking like uh, I was a booting all over the place, man. So it did. It it like the game was so good, it almost turned me Canadian. All right. Well, um, I'm. I'm <laughs> that's all that uh, I have not uh, I've not considered before, but that's uh, how Gamerhead Radio I, okay. judges their games. Okay. Does well, it make me um, go Canadian? 
What's that about, eh? Um, and then just the ending of the game is, like, the actual ending was just so, like, because it doesn't, <laughs> like the rest of the game, no, no nothing is answered. Like, nope. and, you know, like, you, you, you've, 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 you've seen all these things happen. You, you, you think that you understand and can have put together various things about what you've seen. Uh, if you go online and search around, like different people have different theories. But at the very end, like, I mean, well, I mean, I was, I was about to say this is not a happy ending game, but I guess actually that's up for debate, depending on what you think has been happening this entire time. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's incredibly open to interpretation. Um, my personal interpretation that it was um, not a happy ending. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll say that much. God, I wish we could talk about this more. Um, but nonetheless, um, um, apparently we've been talking about this so long that we put Danny Meckler's cat to sleep. So, um, hey, Danny. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, no, uh, the, the game we've been talking about, in case you're just tuning in, is, is Inside, um, the, the, the second game from the developers of Limbo. And... Uh, Highly, highly, highly recommended. Um, if you're if you're catching this while the sale is still on, I believe it's available for uh, I want to say on the uh, the Black Friday sale on uh, Xbox Live. I think normally nine ninety nine. I'd say still it's a it's a short game. I want to say that I finished it maybe about I don't know six hours. I want to say, but um, uh, worth every minute, worth every penny, even at full price. Uh, I would buy. I would. I would buy at a full price, knowing what I know. By the way, um, yes. Ori in the Blind Forest is ten bucks on the store right now. Oh, thank you for mentioning that. I actually had mm. an experience with that game uh, from a couple weeks ago that I forgot that I forgot to mention. Um, I am very upset about the nature of the definitive edition of Ori in the Blind Forest. I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty upset actually. So so. So I, long-time listeners will remember that I was very, very excited about Ori in the Blind Forest. I was the first one amongst our group to play it, and I, I, I sung its praises to high heaven, and I just absolutely loved that game. Um, recommended it and got several other people to play it. Um, they came out with a, an expansion slash definitive edition where it has like some more level content, some more abilities, and some more just little this and this is and that's. And um, they did the right thing where um, owners of the original game could basically upgrade to the definitive edition for I think only like five bucks as opposed to like having to rebuy the whole thing over for like 15 or 20 or whatever it is. Um, except, John, uh, it turns out it's an entirely separate second game installed side by side on my Xbox. What? And the, pro the, the, the problem with this is that there is no loading my save from the first game to continue to play the additional content. That I would have sucks. to start I would have to start the entire game over and play from the beginning. I'm to, so glad I didn't play the original one now. <laughs> I yeah about that. Yeah that's that's oh, sort of where I'm at dude, just like sucks. I'm so mad I wasted my time playing the first one. I'm just it it's getting actually. Um I thought that like my save got deleted somehow because I loaded up the Defend Edition to play it. Yeah, this was a couple weeks ago, actually, like I mentioned, and um, and my it had no save. And so initially, I'm thinking like, oh my god, my save got deleted. But then I went and I looked and I loaded up the old version and it still got my save on there. The other weird thing about Ori, which I mentioned at the time, is that once you've completed the game, you can't reload your save like at 
like a near completed finish and go around and collect stuff. Like if, if you play through the ending of the game, like that save file is done. Like you can't get back into it. So it just assumed mistakenly that this would be a different scenario to be able to play the additional content that they created. But no, I'd have to play the whole thing over again, which And so much born for the limited time I have to devote to video games. Like, just if everything else being equal, I would love to play Ori of the Blind Forest again. I love that game. I would, I would, I would, I, that's one of the few games that I would not mind playing a second time. And it's not that long of a game either, but it's just, I don't know, it's just me to be a very unfortunate design choice. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why they did it that way. Um, Seems it seems very weird to me, but anyways, yeah, I'm not. I, I was kind of pissed about that. No, I don't blame but you. I would. I would you, feel kind of raw about that too, man. Yeah. But so, John and others like you, if you did not play the original version and you can get the definitive edition, don't let my little rant here stop you from doing so because it is a absolutely gorgeous game worth playing. Um, I just feel bad for those in my shoes that played the game to to completion and uh we're hoping to just experience the bonus content so man say love you first world problems as goat would say um indeed indeed but still irritating so, yeah and then so um aside from all that um i played a little bit more watchdogs too uh, my feelings on that have not changed i'm still feeling very positive about the game right on. Um, right so on. i'll save i'll say further comment till i have something really really you know really, really something to say about it um and then i finished um Pony Puzzle Party, the uh, the mobile uh, color block matching game that I've been talking about in the last couple of weeks. Um, How'd that I, work I, out for you? Uh, it, it's fun, man. Like, don't like. And this is something that Michelle, Michelle said. Michelle's been playing it too, and she said, "Man, I did not expect to have so much like such a hard time with some of these levels. I did not expect the kids' game to be so hard." And I looked at her and I said, "The kids' game," and she's like, "That's a good point." <laughs> so. Um, don't let the fact that it has My Little Pony stamped all over it dissuade you from checking it out if you do like your color block matching, you know, um, bejeweled type of game. It is a, it is a fun and challenging game. Uh, you know, never, you know, art style and theme aside. So, yeah, that was, uh, but no, I enjoyed it. But, uh, but yeah, no, that, that's been it for me. And um, so um, I guess with that, we can go ahead and move on to our news. Let us do that thing that you said. Um, so news this week is going to be kind of a kind of uniform for what we've had for the last few weeks. Not a whole lot going on. It's always like this leading up to Christmas. There's really not a lot to talk about other than you're probably playing almost everything that you would want for the holiday season, unless you're like you know significant other or family members, or if you're a kid, they're sitting on Christmas gifts. Uh, real quick, John, I apologize. Um, I, no, I uh, neglected to mention a quick programming note. Um, so our, um, uh, we're going to do a little uh, copy-paste here for the uh, for the audio uh, release. But so for anybody who is uh, going to be coming to our Connaught Delete um, show, um, we uh, in, oh, in the course of the last week, we finally got to see the full schedule, and we noticed that um, they had accidentally scheduled Gamerhead Radio at basically the same time as the Meet the Villains panel, which, as you probably might wonder, John would have to be at that too. And so since he does not have the ability to be in two places at the same time, we had to have our event. And so as a result, um, our... Oh, I got logged out of my email. John, do you have that up in front of you? We got moved to Sunday, which I'm not super thrilled about, but say la vie. So our, our, um, our uh, Gamerhead Radio Live event for Connell Delete has been moved from one 
to 2.30, essentially. It's 2.20, but they give you, there's like a 10-minute buffer there. So from 1 to 2.30 on Sunday in panel room 4. Um, and so as this is at Connell Delete, we are, of course, talking about Sunday, December 18th. Um, and so, yeah, um, I suppose the upshot to this is in case you wanted, in case you were not interested in coming to Connell Delete for any other reason than to see Camerad Radio, I'm sure Sunday day passes are cheaper than Saturday or weekend passes. Um, so there's that. Um, but aside from that, um, the change, but it was unfortunately unavoidable, unavoidable. Um, thanks to a uh, scheduling uh, faux pas. Uh, and so, but it has been corrected, so yes. Um, mm -hmm. Sunday, 1 to 2.30 in panel room for Connell Deletes, Gamerhead Radio Live, episode 198. Please come and join us there. Now, good Lord, 198. But yes, um, uh, that, that concludes my interruption. John, you may return to your regularly scheduled news. So uh, news this week is going to be, uh, as I said, uh, you know, news news is going to be a little sparse this week. Everything leading up to the holiday season, it's really not much going on. It's like this every year. So we're going to squeeze out what we can. Uh, starting at number five this week, it looks like possibly Capcom is teasing Marvel versus Capcom four, which is a big deal for fighting game enthusiasts. But it's also a big deal for a different reason because um, a couple of years ago, I mean, obviously. Uh, Anybody who's a part of video gaming, even if you don't participate in the fighting game community, have a pretty general understanding that, you know, Marvel versus Capcom is a pretty big deal to people in that world. Um, there was some sadness after Marvel vs. Capcom 3 because with, you know, Disney acquiring Marvel at one point some time back, um, there was kind of a, a, and with all the stuff happening with all the Marvel movies, there was a discussion that maybe Capcom wouldn't be allowed access to the license for Marvel anymore because they were lucky enough to get on board the Marvel train before Marvel was a big deal outside of comic books and video games. Um, so the, the word was is that Marvel versus Capcom 3 was going to be the last Marvel versus Capcom game. And then they, if any of you who play mobile games are familiar with Marvel Contest of Champions, which I played, it's kind of like um, if you played... Uh, you know, the, the uh, Injustice, you know, um, you know, mobile game, or if you played the um, um, Mortal Kombat mobile game that came out in the last couple of years, very similar games. You just kind of, or the, I, there was a WWE game that was very similar to those as well. I think the NetherRealm also developed. It's just, you know, tap to beat people up kind of a game. You know, it's barely a game. Fun, but barely a game. So that's why they eschewed the, the, Marvel versus Capcom license in favor of making Marvel Contest of Champions, which is still fairly popular. Gets lots of content updates. Um, but certainly not worth the trade for Marvel versus Capcom 4. Well, it looks like there is a, a potential possible um, you know, tease coming that there's they're going to have the game out. And that happened at uh, PlayStation Experience. Well, I guess the general idea is, is that it's going to be coming officially probably inside of the next week or two, the, the sort of official announcement. But there was a, uh, you know, leading up to it, kind of a tease PlayStation experience saying that, you know, there was just a, a number four logo, um, which was not, I mean, that could be fucking anything, really, I guess. But since it's Capcom, people are anticipating that that's what it is. 
Um, I'm actually doing a little live Googling to try and get you guys a uh, photo of that image right now because I, for once, did not pull it up prior to the start of the show like a fool. Um, I know, I know. So essentially, it's not much, but this was the the image that had everybody all super duper excited um, for Marvel vs. Capcom 4. It's just a fucking 4. But it does look kind of Marvel versus Capcom-y and what else is Mar- is, is Capcom doing right now? It actually looks very Fantastic Four-y to me. It does, but I, I don't think anybody would touch the Fantastic Four license with a 10-foot pole <laughs> right now. It's in fucking dire straits. I wouldn't. Yeah, that's fair. Um. So, you know, whether or not that happens, we'll see. But I, I, I would be excited to see it. John, uh, Half-Life 4 confirmed. I've, clearly, they've switched publishers. <laughs> They're working with Capcom. Half-Life 4 confirmed. It's coming. Um, moving on to number four for the week, because I'm going to assume, Charlie, you don't have much to opine on with that, especially given that you're not a fighting game uh, fan. Correct. Yeah. Did you ever play the Marvel vs. Capcom games when you were younger? I tooled around with them. I mean, just because I thought of the, like the idea at the time was just like, can you believe like they did this? Cause I played like street fighter, like in the arcades and stuff like that. And yeah, so, yeah. um, uh, you know, just, just the very of like having like a superhero, like fighting game with like these other characters. I like kind of sort of grew up playing in arcades, you know, kind of mm-hmm. sort of not, I mean, I wasn't like an arcade kid, but whenever I did go to the arcade, like street fighter was one of the games that I would like poke around with just cause I thought it was fun. Yeah. Of course. Um, of course idea of it i thought was just, was just was enough to have me be interested but I, I i've as you know i've never been like a fighting game person so that that's been about it there you go fair enough um so let's go ahead and move on this to number four um apparently amazon uh handled a 19 a 99 dollar nintendo 3ds black friday sale pissed a bunch of people off in the process <laughs> Um, in an article that was originally published by Polygon, they went on to say, one of the most anticipated Black Friday sales was the limited edition Super Mario 3DS that came in either black or white for $99. It was the first time that Nintendo was selling its handheld console for under $100, and it was a Black Friday exclusive deal. Customers noticed, however, that the 3DS was available for pre-order on Amazon for a period of about an hour on November 23rd, two days before the sale was supposed to kick off. The 3DS then officially went on sale on the 24th, and while some customers were able to snag it, most were left in the dark when it went on sale the day earlier than expected. Like so many others, I'm disappointed with the random release and was penalized for actually thinking I could buy one when I was supposed to be able to, one Amazon customer wrote. Another disappointed customer wrote that he was excited to see a version of the 3DS that he could get for his son at a price he could afford, but when he logged onto the site today, he noticed that it was already sold out and had been since yesterday. He added that he noticed that multiple versions of the 3DS were available through third-party accounts on Amazon for almost double the price during the holiday season. 3DS deal went live at, at retailers like Toys R Us, Walmart, Best Buy on Thursday, but the majority of complaints came from Amazon customers regarding the pre-order and the scalpers that managed to cop more than two or three of them and are now selling them at a higher rate, which is super shitty. We've talked now, about now this. Is that, I, now, yeah. now, that statement has to be presumed right like we don't know for a fact that no no they yeah. they, they did say that, that, that a lot of people have been selling because it's a specific they're specific no 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 no. i'm sorry i'm, I'm sure that people are upselling them yeah. but this the specific statement about people buying two or three off of amazon like, well, we don't know that do we know for a fact that that's the case yeah they they're talking about it in the article here and they say that you know amazon how can they not, know that well well because the people who are scalping them are confirming and showing proof that they 
bought two or three of them through Amazon. There was no cap, no limit on what you could purchase. Okay. You know, and and some of these people, you know, had, had multiple accounts as well. So there's really nothing stopping them from doing it because that's what made people so pissed off was, is that it wasn't really a (laughs) kind of a fair setup for people who were expecting to buy it during the black Friday sale when it was originally planned to be sold, I guess. Um, so, I mean, they didn't really have much to say about it. What it, I mean, the only other thing, though, that, that Amazon did come back and say, ultimately, I guess Polygon is waiting to hear a little bit more back from them than their initial statement, which was that uh, they're going to be re- replenishing stock throughout the course of the day is, is what they had planned and promised to do. And more became available around 2.25 p.m. Eastern time, but sold out in less than five minutes. Um, so, you know. Is it uh, is it something worth getting mad over? Probably not. I mean, I do feel bad for the guy that wanted one for his kid, you know, um, but that's that's uh, that's the consumerism for you. Yeah, um, I, I think I'm a, I'm think I might be channeling goat here a little bit when I say like I don't feel bad for these people. I'm sorry um, because especially from what I'm hearing you say from reading this article, it's like people like just logged onto the site randomly, like midday on Friday and they were sold out. And they had Charlie's like, if you want to get your $99 3ds, you have to, you have to be, you have to set up your pony stuff while you're trying to get the bourbon barrel age 3ds <laughs> and you have to get there fucking early. There's our show title. There's yeah. our show title. Bourbon there barrel is. age 3ds. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, I'll take three. Um, but, <laughs> at least three. Um, okay. But no, so I mean, it's just like, I would, okay. For anybody who may have been like sitting on Amazon's site, refreshing at midnight, like, you know, then, okay. Those are the people that I feel bad for because those are the people who like went all in to like, you know, the, the whole, you know, and like did what presumably one is supposed to do when something is going to be released on a day. And you know, and, and did the thing, you know, it's like, you know, it's like anytime you're going to pre-order something, like when they tell you it's going to be available on this day, mm-hmm. you are, you are to be sitting at that website on midnight, you know, uh, that is correct uh, on that website at midnight, I should say. And, um, and if you don't, then you, you snooze, you lose. I mean, like the fact that it's, I, I don't believe for a second from what I'm hearing that if it hadn't gone on sale Saturday, that these are on the, the, the day early, I should say, uh, on Wednesday, I guess, um, well, Thursday, I guess it would have been, um, or whatever, whatever the day was. If it hadn't gone sale a day early, mm-hmm. then these people who like popped onto the site at like 2 p.m. or whatever on, on the day it was supposed to go on sale, it still would have been sold out. Like I'm, that's, that's yeah. what I'm believing. Oh, yeah, they're probably just, so. They're just taking the fact that it went on sale early unexpectedly as an excuse to complain about it. Um, Sorry, like I, you know, for for the for those casual Black Friday shoppers, like I don't, I don't, I, I have to say I don't feel bad for them. Um, got it. Huh? That's uh not unreasonable. And I mean, um, this was this was available at many different places. You know, I, it, this was this ninety nine dollar price point was not an Amazon exclusive. To be clear, for anybody who's listening yeah, or watching, yeah. like this this was this was a Nintendo sponsored thing and so everywhere that this model was going to be available um both retail and online it was going to be 99 dollars mm. for uh, for the retail price anyways That's and correct. so you know if if you decided that amazon is the only place you were going to try to get it well again i'm sorry you did it wrong like this is black <laughs> this, this is black friday like you need, to, you need to be on top of the game a little bit more and you need to have redundancies in case and backup plans in case like your your, your initial spot falls through and 
you know, I'm sorry, but anytime after the first five minutes of the day, when these things are supposed to be available, that's you're, you're too late. Like at that point, you you have lost you have lost the right to complain. Aside from free speech, you know, you like you've lost <laughs> you've, you've lost a leg to stand on as far as this complaint goes, <laughs> because people who cared more were up before you and shopping before you. I'm sorry, like that, that's that, that's my opinion. that's true. As a as a gorilla Black Friday shopper, Charlie's Charlie's opinion on these things are very important. I've seen <laughs> no, I, I, I've I've seen no, I've seen you do some very impressive Black Friday shopping in the three years that I've known you. It's it's insane. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, move. I like to save money is what it comes down to, John. I, I don't blame you, man. I am soul crushingly <laughs> poor. Moving on to number three for the week. Um, looks like Pokemon Go is going to get a huge December update, possibly with a hundred new creatures. Um, Niantic Labs is reportedly planning a huge Pokemon Go update for December that will give players a lot of what they've been asking for. The update will include more than a hundred new normal and legendary Pokemon. Player versus player battles, raising your critters like Tamagotchi pets after the egg hatches, and trading between players, according to an, uh, to an analysis of the hits, uh, the hit mobile games code by pe- people associated with web scanner Pokeverse. Uh, it's tr- if true that could set Pokemon Go for an explosive comeback during a critical holiday season. Among the new legendary Pokemon is Mew and Mewtwo. Um, and so far, only Ditto has been released. Uh, where leg- legendary Pokemon are concerned, I guess. Uh, we can't be sure if the update will come all at once or over time, but the evidence is there. Pokemon versus shows before and after comparisons of the code that indicated there were updates that are expected to be implemented. This code could change, but as it is, it's showing what's coming. Uh, Pokemon Go has already been the most successful mobile game in history, generating more than 500 million downloads and an estimated $600 million in revenues in its first 90 days uh, after its launch in July. God, it feels like this has been out for a lot longer than just since July. Um, yeah, seriously. The, the activity in the game has died down and many players have stopped playing. That's in part because players wanted the updated features mentioned above in order to give them reason to keep playing. San Francisco-based Niantic hasn't commented on the possible update, but John Hank, CEO of Niantic, has repeatedly said that all of those features as well as real-world events are coming in the future. Um, I would have... I, I mean, do you... I mean, does this... Does, do you give a shit anymore or have you moved on? A little bit. I do, I do, I do care a little bit. Um, I'm... I'm happy that, oh, Jesus, I just noticed, okay, I'm upset about something. The, sorry, um, um, sorry, I got distracted. Um, the, I just, I just discovered that because I enabled Facebook, I connected my, my, the, that stupid My Little Pony puzzle party game. The Facebook has been spamming my Facebook account, so I'm doing that. Good <sighs> God, Charlie. Anyways. Poor man. Um, Right. Uh, I, I digress. Um, so um, it's to your question. Um, I'm I've I've asked for one of the the the, the Pokemon tracker bracelet thingies for for Christmas. Um, I I would like to get my hands on one of those just because I feel like having one of those would um, increase my enjoyment of playing the game substantially. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it seems like it seems like it would make it easier to play, especially for somebody who mostly sits at a desk for you know for eight to ten to twelve hours a day. Um, uh, you know, I, uh, I admittedly you know used to use one of those trackers, and so whenever like a Pokemon would appear nearby that I didn't have, I would go outside and I would I would hunt it out and I would catch it. Um, mm-hmm. which, you know the the you know the the removal of remotely 
tracking similar features from you know from the current iteration of Pokemon Go is a, is is a big problem for a casual player like myself. Like they they definitely seem like they're they're catering to people who are gonna just like walk around with this thing and like play constantly like all day every day. And that's not me. That can't be me. And so sort of like tracking alert system like put back into it uh, in a proper one like it, it's it's hard for me to really be interested but with that bracelet it seems like that would make it a lot easier to play for somebody in my situation um and you know i you know just the, just the the ability to get you know different types of pokemon and um you know the uh, the other you know just some of the other cursory like features and updates that they've been coming out with recently i'm i'm, I'm semi-interested is, is what else is is the short answer to your question all right totally reasonable let's see yeah. um you know i'll 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 give it a i'll give it a look again but i'm gonna be realistic i'm not gonna be outside walking around trying to catch pokemon when it's fucking snowing i hate winter so much i enjoyed playing it in the summertime, but I know that if it's, even if there's not, if it's not snowing and it has snowed and the snow has been cleared from the streets and sidewalks and it has been salted and it's a reasonable 35 degrees outside, I'm still not going to fucking go out and try and catch Pokemon in the winter. It's not going to happen at all. Yeah, um, summertime, tough. I'll be glad to go back out again. Megan and I spent a lot of time walking around um, in the first, like maybe six weeks, seven weeks, the game was out. Like we spent most of our summer walking around and a lot of it together catching Pokemon. And I miss that actually. So when th these updates roll out, I might be interested to go back and do that. Just to spend time with my wife. Cause she still plays like not, not like hugely massively, but she still plays. Um, she'll, she'll bust it open when we're driving somewhere together or, you know um, you know, when, when it was, when she was walking kind of to and from work for a while there during the summer, she would play. Mm -hmm. um, or sometimes just randomly play in the house. So I'm sure I'm sure that she will probably be um, interested to see what they do with it, you know, because she still plays it. So yeah, I'll give it another look. I don't think it's going to dominate the way it did for a while there for me because uh, I've just I've moved on to some other things and I got a lot of shit to do right now that's not game related. Right. But uh, yeah, good stuff. Um, let's go ahead and move on to number two for the week. Um, Hello Games, Sean Murray has finally broken his silence on No Man's Sky. Uh, interestingly enough, it was not really necessarily to discuss things that had happened with the game so much as it was to announce their first major content update, which is going to be a base building element. Um, patch will be called the foundation update to reflect both its construction element and the fact that it's, quote, putting place a foundation for things to come. Uh, the studio didn't confirm the full patch notes or when the patch would be released, other than that it would be, quote, soon. But the fact that it's even prepared to confirm its existence is significant after a long and controversial period of silence. The game attracted fierce criticism for not li living up to the expectations set by the pre-release marketing, which Sony publishing boss Shuya Yoshida later admitted was not a great PR strategy. Foundation update announcement does point out that the game has received seven patches since its release. But the community has long demanded more significant changes, citing pre-release interviews with Hello Games head Sean Murray that refers to features like rich multiplayer that didn't make it into the game. Player complaints prompted by the U uh, prompted the UK's Advertising Standards Authority to investigate the game for misleading buyers, which we talked about as a story on the show a couple months back. And Steam banned non-game screenshots on state on store pages shortly afterwards. Both Murray and Hello Games largely remained silent throughout until earlier this week. 
The discussion around No Man's Sky since release has been intense and dramatic, the post says. We have been quiet, but we are listening and focusing on improving the game that our team loves and feels so passionately about. Positive or negative feedback, you have been heard, and that will truly help us to make this a better game for everyone. This update will be the first small step in a longer journey. We hope you can join us. What do you think, Charlie? Uh, any possible way to win back some some goodwill on this, or is it just did they is it over? I don't know, man. I I feel like they have gone. I, I feel like they have handled this entire situation pretty wrong at this point. And I think there's always like always the possibility for um for you know for regaining people's trust and regaining their respect and regaining, you know, the things that you need to do well, but you know, they've, I, in my opinion, they have not handled this well. I, and, um, I don't know that, uh, um, you know, and you know, it, John, are you okay? I feel like I have to yes. ask. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> sorry about that, everybody. I just had a fucking coughing fit on the, I just, I had a tickle in my throat and I usually mute the microphone. I'm going to cough, but I just, I didn't make it fast enough. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you're not choking. Um, I'm not dying. Not yet. Anyways. Hey, I, I, I don't hold out hope on this one. I think, I think this has been handled too poorly. Um, what do, what do you think, John? Um, I don't own the game, so I didn't invest in the, the price, uh, initially, and I didn't feel any of the burn or backlash. So if I don't touch the game for another year and they make it into something better than it was at launch, I, nothing has happened to me. You know what I mean? So I could approach that, um, preferably not at full price at, at that age. Um, and, and look at it with maybe a different set of eyes than people are looking at it who bought it on day one or were as excited for day one, you know? Okay. I'm intrigued to see what they do with it. I, I don't know that they'll be able to fix their reputation at this point. I mean, to be clear on Steam, the user reviews are overwhelmingly negative. Um, and yeah. the general reviews are negative. So I don't I don't know that they're going to be able to come back from that. But I'm glad to hear that they're working on stuff for the game and it, that it's not been just outright shut down or like, that's it, you guys fucked it up. Or as, as, as Goat would say, you fucked the dog. I can't believe he said that. Um, as opposed to screw the pooch. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, hey, Danny Meckler said he bought a fitted sheet on Black Friday. That's awesome, man. Well done. Money well spent, I'm sure. <laughs> Madness. And, and he says he, he bought an electric record. wheelchair to play Pokemon Go. That uh, I'm literally typing that is brilliant, which he's going <laughs> to hear me say that on the show, but I typed it in the chat as a response anyways. Um, no, I don't think they're going to be able to fix it, unfortunately. Fuck. Moving on to number one for the week. The Game Awards just found an extra, get ready for it, 1.5 billion viewers. I'm sorry, what? That's right. You heard me. Um, when the third annual Game Awards kicks off next month in Los Angeles, um, it will be streaming live to an audience that could include an extra 1.5 billion people or so. Billed as the Oscars of the video games, the Game Awards is packed with massive video game reveals and the recognition of the best gaming in 2016. The show is streamed on, among other places, Twitch, YouTube, and game consoles. This year, the show is expanding the way it finds audiences in a number of interesting ways, including the use of Facebook and virtual reality. The biggest addition to come to the show is China. 
Chinese multimedia giant TechNet plans to air a live, localized version of the show access across the country using a number of platforms, including its instant messaging, QQ, and WeChat services. Uh, those two alone have about 1.5 billion active users. The program will be translated live, and viewers in China will be able to vote on a special Fans' Choice Award using the TechNet News app, with the winner announcing dur announced during the global broadcast. Partnership between TechNet and show creator Jeff Keighley provides an interesting way for the game industry to access a market it has long struggled to address directly. It wasn't until last summer that the ban on video game consoles was finally fully and officially lifted in China. Perhaps because of that, the computer and mobile games are the most popular gaming platform in China right now. From everything I've read, uh, China is already the biggest gaming market in the world, Keeley told, uh, told the original writer of this article, which was through Polygon. Um, said that Western games and consoles have only just started being released there. The PC and mobile game space is massive. And the reach and influence that the traditional media, which covers video games, have in China is very minimal. Keeley's own YouTube show, for instance, isn't available in China, nor are services like Twitter and Facebook. So this, so what they're saying is China still has some modality of social functionality because Twitter and Facebook don't exist there. Um, this opportunity comes not just with great potential, but with uh, quite a lot of unanswered questions. He said, I'm honestly not sure of the audience makeup, Keeley said. We know PC gaming is big over there, as is eSports. A lot of the show sponsors have told us that China is a massive emerging market for them. We're letting TechNet guide us over there, and they have a significant amount of editorial games coverage on the TechNet news site and QQ.com, their portal. I imagine there's a curiosity around the show and the types of games we will showcase. That interest goes beyond Western gaming. Keeley points out that the TechNet, uh, that TechNet has been very interested lately in testing on how other Western shows do in China. Um, I don't know, man. This this is a good thing. This is a good thing for video games, and I think the, a good thing for the video game awards because while it's certainly not perfect, I by and large really like the video game awards, especially in contrast to you know the old Spike VGAs and shit. Um, what do you think, Charlie? You, do you like this? You think this is good for gaming? Good for that show? Well, sure. I mean, like any you know any exposure, like you know being adding that many potential viewers is good for the show. Obviously, I, mean, I think that I think that probably goes without saying. Um, and in terms of gaming, I mean, you know, anything that further done to be able to, um, you know, legitimize gaming and just the 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 relative curmudgeons out there understand that gaming is not just a thing that kids do and it is an actual mm -hmm. art form and it is actually something that you know is it's 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 both as much of an industry power as hollywood and and also as as potentially you know relevant and moving as any movie or tv show you know um anything that anything that can be done to to legitimize gaming further um, I think is a good thing. And so, you know, being able to, to open up something, um, you know, to that many new viewers and that, that big of an audience, I think is, I think is great. Sure. Absolutely. And to be clear though, too, cause I, I love the video game awards. Do you, do you like the show, Charlie? Have you enjoyed it or have you watched it? I think I'm not who they're making it for. So, you yeah. know, there's, there's so, so yeah. To, so yeah, to be fair and to take away a little bit of, admittedly from what i was just saying you know it is um board show is more for like the call of duty bro type you know um it's uh it, it doesn't seem like well it's not how i would do it i guess i'll just leave it at that but um you know it's uh it, it's it's a detractor to you know to i don't know if it does damage you know to video games reputation as a whole i think it, it probably um 
reinforces some negative stereotypes about gamers that some people probably have. Well, but, uh, here, here's the thing. Um, this version of the Video Game Awards is, this is its third year. This is not mm -hmm. the VGAs. This is not Spike's Video Game Awards. Oh, sure. Okay, all right. This all right. is the Game Awards. And um, this, this, if you haven't watched this award show in the two years that it's existed, I strongly recommend tuning in and watching it. It's classy. It's well done. It's not a big, dumb, idiot spectacle. There's a shitload of game reveals, and you can tell that Jeff Keighley actually gives a shit about gaming as an industry, as a, as a storytelling medium, as a platform. As a, I mean, just every angle to it, you can tell that he's in. You know what I mean? And it's actually a pretty classy show. You're right. Absolutely right. I was confusing the VGAs with yes, the video game awards. Yes, yes, I forgot yes. that, 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 that that changeover happened. So, yes, that's right. That's right. What I was referring to absolutely was the, VG, the Spike's VGAs, which is a whole yeah. wholly different yeah, thing. Yeah. So, that's true. so to be clear, the show airs this coming Thursday, the 1st of December. Um, you know, and, and so if you're watching the show live this coming Thursday, December 1st, if you're listening to the recorded episode, the show will be on two days from release of the recorded episode. So this coming Thursday, um, and you can watch it just about anywhere. So it should be very easy to get to. I'm, I'm definitely going to be watching it. I very much look forward to this in the first two years that I saw it to me. It's, I get that same sort of excitement that I get every year when E3 comes around where I'm just like, I, I nerd out, I geek out. Um, not just for the reveals, because I want to see, you know, what how gaming did in 2016, especially because this was actually a fucking garbagey ass year for video gaming. I <laughs> think kind of like I'm curious to see what they can scrape out of 2016, because it was largely. I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and say, maybe as an adult, the most mediocre year in gaming I've ever seen. Um, so, either way, I'm excited. I'll watch it. See what's shaking with it. Um, but that's uh, that's your news for the feeling, week. I have a feeling this would make a good topic for us to discuss next week. Uh, video game awards? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but that's it. That's all I got for news this week for you guys. All right. So for our um, for our feature this week, just because of Black Friday and holiday shopping and all that, um, we uh, we sort of wanted to talk about some of like the the horror stories, so to speak. Uh, positive stories are welcome as well, but I feel like there's more going to be an abundance of horror stories um, about people's experience doing shopping for not only video game stuff but also just working. Do you have anything? I feel like I feel like you you could probably take up some time here because I know you worked at uh, at a at a at a, a particular video game retailer for a short period of time. I got stories, man. <laughs> I got stories. <laughs> so i i worked I worked for GameStop um, in twenty eleven. Um, no, twenty twelve. It was twenty twelve. Um, and I happened to work for GameStop holiday of 2012, which was the same year that the, the Wii U was released. Um, and I distinctly remember trying the, the, the clusterfuck of trying to explain to people during the holiday shopping season what the Wii U was, was fucking hilarious. Because I left that, that company like right after Black Friday. Like I'd stopped working, I, not because of Black Friday. I had just found a better job and didn't want to work there, but I, it didn't help, believe me. Uh, so I had this one couple come in and explain that they wanted to buy a Wii for their 
their I think it was their grandkids. They were a little older. And I, well, you can get that for them. And it's certainly got a lot of games to choose from. And, you know, it's a very popular system. But the Wii U just came out. It's Nintendo's new system. If you're going to get little so-and-so something for Christmas, you might want to go with what's new. They'll probably appreciate that. And they're like, um, well, what, uh, you know, it's a Wii U. Is it, what is it, an add-on? Is it a controller? Is it like the questions I got? I'm fucking believable. Is it a controller? What do you what do you do with it? Um, how does it work? And when you would explain to them, you could explain to them, you could fucking just flat out say, this is a brand new Nintendo console that has nothing to do with the Wii other than a similar name that has new games for it. It looks better. It's got new features. It's got a touchscreen, blah, blah, blah. And they would go, so, but like, it's the Wii though, right? Like, what does it have to do with the Wii? And you <laughs> like, it was literally, you got stuck in this like hellholeish time loop where you couldn't explain your way out of it. That was probably the weirdest thing that I had happen during the Black Friday, I mean, Black Friday sales, but it was also like the moment the console launched forward, it was impossible to sell the fucking thing. Um, we knew, we knew at the store that it was not selling well right out of the gate. Um, now, I had another Black Friday story when I worked in there. I had um, the store that I worked at was at the West in West Dundee at the Spring Hill Shopping Center, and uh, which we used to call Spring Hill, Spring Hill Shopping Center, because it was such a fucking mess in there. It's very and, clever. Uh, it was, I don't know, I, it's great. Um, <laughs> at the time, this particular GameStop had this tiny shit little counter, and that store sold huge, like, used games huge used games the most common thing i would get in there do you have fifa what year i don't care fifa or fucking madden that's it um and so we i i had this these two kids come in um probably close to the same age eight years old without their parents of course playing on the fucking playing demos on the system and one of the kids says is this little little Mexican kid comes in? He goes, "Oh man, there's a copy of FIFA in here in the used game bin in the little yellow envelopes." And the fucking other kid hears it, gets off the fucking system, runs over and snatches it out of the other kid's hand and brings it up to me and says, "I want to buy this." And the other kid starts bawling, like just crying his head off. And I looked at this. I had to look at this other ten year old punk, sh- shitty smartass, and say, "I can't sell this to you." That other young man over there had it first. He had his fucking parents come in there and start screaming at me because I took the game from him. He had they, his parents brought the fucking security guards in there to have me explain the mall security in there to have me explain why <laughs> it is that. And I was just like, get the fuck out of here. Get out. Like, you know, like I had to almost hit it almost went to a point where it was going to be. I'm going to call the police and have the fucking mall security get the fuck out of here and have the fucking parents escorted out of here. Like, it was insane. That's probably the craziest Black Friday story Wait, I have. I'm sorry. So the, the, the mall security guards were taking the sides of this family? Well, the, the fucking, I don't know what the father said to them, but he went in there and told them that I was harassing their kid. So they had to come and ask me what was going on in there. Sure. You know? Um, but the other little boy who the game got taken from he left and didn't come back. Like he didn't, his parents didn't show up. He didn't come and like, I, I even said it with an earshot. Like, no, that young man had the game first. I'm going to have to hold it for him. And he just cried his way right out the fucking door and never came back. I felt so bad for that kid. 
and it was like it was like a PlayStation oh, Two copy of FIFA, you know? Because I mean, like a lot of kids don't. If you don't come from a, a family of wealth, or if you just don't have, or your parents don't have, or maybe your family aren't big gamers or whatever, a lot of kids I learned working at GameStop don't buy brand new games. They don't get to have brand new games. They get them when they can afford them or when their family can afford them or if they're paying with it for their own money and they're only 10 years old, it takes them forever to save for something. So, you know, it's one of those things that, um, you know, it's one of those things that like they just felt really bad for that kid because like he may have been waiting a long time to get that PS2 copy of this fucking game, which oh, was a, yeah. at the time a console generation behind. I don't remember what year it was, but um that was my probably one of my more uncomfortable moments as a Black Friday uh, worker. Um, do you do you have any? I've got some consumer stories too, but do you have anything special, Charlie? Since you're a, a, a Black Friday commando, um, you know, no, I, I I can honestly say, as far as the consumer side of things, um, I've been fortunate to not really have or witness any um, anything directly related to shopping, as far as like like Black Friday or holiday horror stories. I mean, like the fact that um, the only thing that that's even remotely close is, is uh, uh, it was, I think it was two years ago. Um, we, uh, we went out shopping at um, and sort of our Black Friday turf is the DeKalb strip out there where Michelle's mom lives and like Michelle and her mm-hmm. mom. They're like, whatever you think about me, they are Black Friday soldiers. Like, they're the ones that have, like, all the flyers encircling and planning out their route and say, we have to be at the store, this store at this time and this store at this time. Like, you know, I, I, I sort of just kind of go along with them for all that stuff. But um, uh, so, so, but uh, we were, we were out in DeKalb. And for those that don't know, like, this area, like, DeKalb is, is out in corn country. And so um, there's nothing to really to stop the wind out there. And so, like, on windy days, uh, where it's where it's just kind of where anywhere where it's kind of windy anywhere else when you're out in the country like out in the cow like it is windy and so the um there uh we 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 parked at the menards and um like pulled into the spot and we were still sitting in the car and um we were like sort of like you know ever you know they, they were pulling out their flyers and like trying to say like okay making their list okay we're gonna get this and this and this and this this car pulls up next to us in the spot and parks and this woman opens their car door and the wind picks up and just rips out of this woman's hand and it and opens and like slams and leaves like this gigantic dent we then find in the in the side of our car. Oh. Um, and I mean, like, like I say, this is this could have happened on any day. This is not directly related to holiday shopping, but this is the only thing I can think of. So I'm telling the story. And so um I mean, I all ended I all end up working out fine. They except for they try to just sort of like do one of these and like start to walk away until we, they didn't notice we were sitting in the car. <laughs> and so then we got out and they were just like, Oh, 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 uh, Oh, oh uh, yeah. We were just going to go look for you. Yeah, sure. You were. Yeah. Um, how were you going to do that? Yeah. Um, but, uh, so I mean like, you know, insurance mm-hmm. care, but everything's fine. It got all fixed up. But, um, you know, that, that's, that's, that's the only thing that can come to my mind from the consumer side of things. Um, I haven't had it really any altercations, you know, no, 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 no fighting with things, no punching people or anything like that. I don't know if I could do that anyways. Um, but um, uh, on the on the worker side of things, um, the uh, the only retail that I've worked in over Black Fridays was at uh, at an outlet store called Tiger Direct. Um, Tiger Direct was an electronics retail. I remember Tiger Direct. They uh, they they they've since I think they might still be up and running, but they moved their warehouse. They used to have their their primary shipping warehouse um, over in uh, Naperville, and um, they've since moved. And um, but at the time they had an outlet store 
attached to the warehouse where you know they would get like returns and b stock and stuff like that mm-hmm. in but then because it was attached to the warehouse to the to the the catalog order desk counter and literally like 99% of the things around this website that didn't ship from somewhere else for whatever reason were behind me in like this monolithic like you know I don't know how many square feet, just like a, this huge, huge, huge warehouse. And so there was an entire department of the store, half, like, almost, I want to say, half of the staff of the retail store were people that worked for this desk who would just, there were, there were a couple of people that would stand at the desk and take orders from people as they'd walk up. And then they would, they would kind of like help them find whatever the thing was in the system. They would then put in like a pull order. And then there was like a warehouse staff that would then go into the warehouse, walk the warehouse and like pull all these items and bring them up. And people buy this up and go off. And so and imagine working in a electronics retailer on Black Friday, when they have the selection of the entire website, like it's like a best, it's it's like it must have been like the size of like eight Best Buys put together at minimum. Like this, this place is huge, and there is a single like three computer station where all of these people have to line up and place their orders at to get their stuff. Like this was not we it wasn't when when they designed this counter was not designed for that sort of. But they had Black Friday sales like any other website, and these sale prices and everything were available at this counter. And so Black Fridays at this desk were um, fairly um, harrowing as a result. Um, and so just, uh, just again, fortunately, no, no particular altercations or, or, or events to speak of. But mm-hmm. those days, man, those days, I was just... <laughs> I was I was glad alcohol was a thing when I got home from those shifts because dear lord, um, it, I it, it, I maintain that it ta- that it takes a special kind of person to be able to maintain their composure when they're under that much stress. That's that's my uh, that's my take on it. Okay, so I've got but, two I've got two Black Friday horror horror shopping stories. Um, okay, okay, one of them does directly relate to video games. So. Um, I had uh, I had a friend that I used to play games with all the time um, in Chicago. This, this fellow by the name of Chris, Chris T. Um, and I don't I don't know where he is now, um, but we used to play games together pretty regularly. Um, this is back back when I was just a the dude dude in the city hanging out by myself. Didn't have a shitload of friends. Didn't know a lot of people because I wasn't originally from Chicago. And um, he he had specifically made note in front of a group of people that he knew that all he kind of wanted for Christmas period from anybody was a, uh, a gaming headset for his, for his PC. And um, I, I happened to be out black Friday shopping with my sister who I like, I, if you know me, I don't black Friday shop. I want to save money, but I don't fucking black Friday shop. I, I can't deal with the crowds online. Black Friday shopping is fine, but I just don't, I can't stand the gluttony of black Friday shopping drives me insane. Um, so I just avoid it. And, uh, my, so my sister drug me out with her one year to go black. And my sister isn't up at 5.00 AM, you know, they're at 5.00 AM person. I can't fucking deal with that shit. Um, ultimately I ended up seeing, it was at a Best Buy. I ended up seeing the headset that he wanted. And, um, you know, he had, he had done a bunch of favors for me when I was, uh, you know, first in the city. And, um, we worked together at a restaurant was what it was. And, um, you know, I had made a mental note that I was going to 
pay this guy back for all the kindness he had showed me earlier in the year. And I think it was just like a Turtle Beach gaming headset or something like that. I don't, I don't remember what okay. it was. It was an off-brand. It wasn't Turtle Beach. It was something else. But he wanted this specific headset. It was a PC headset at the time. And um, I went to go grab it. And as I was about to go grab it, I, I realized that I had there were like five, five or six different ones on the shelf, and I had grabbed the wrong one. And the one that I needed was sitting right next to it. And this dude walks up and grabs the one that I was going to get. It was the fucking only one that was up there. And I looked at him and I, I said, hey, man, like, look, let me let me explain this to you. Like, I was literally here 10 seconds ago. I grabbed the wrong headset. This is for a friend's Christmas gift. I'm sure you're probably buying his Christmas gift, too. You know, like, what, what do I have to do to get this headset from you? And he looks at me and he's at the time probably my age now. He's 35. And he looks at me and he goes, he didn't seem to understand what I was asking for. And he's like, he says, what can I help you with? I said, I just like, I, I grabbed this headset and I need the one you have. Like, what, what can I do in, in a very amiable, friendly, like, let's not punch each other in the face in public Black Friday, you know, get arrested story. Like, what, what can we do to find our way to this? And this thing was probably only 65 bucks, you know, 60, 65 bucks. It wasn't expensive. He's like $300. Just fucking throws it out right there. He's like 300 bucks. He's like, there's an ATM across the street. He's 300 bucks. I said, come on, man, $300. I was like, nobody in their right mind would buy this headset for $300. And this was far, just far enough back that like online shopping was still prominent, but like I wasn't online shopping a lot in those days. So it, did, it wouldn't have occurred to me to go look for it online. Um, and he goes 300 bucks. That's the price, man. If you want it. He was just like, you know, I got to it first and, you know, obviously you grabbed the wrong thing. That's not my problem. Like he was just such a fucking Christmas dildo about the whole thing. Yeah, He was just it, such it, a it, shithead about it. That was probably my most intense story. Um, just because I looked at him and I was just like, I said, I'll give you a hundred dollars for it, man. I said, that's the cost of the headset plus like another like 35 bucks. It's like half the cost of it. You can find it somewhere else. And he's like $300. Like he, like he, like he didn't even hesitate. Three hundred bucks. That's it. I was just like, I looked at him and I said, <laughs> I looked at him and I said, well, while you're right, I did make a mistake. I grabbed the wrong headset. You know, I hope that uh, I hope that you have a terrible Christmas, and I hope that that headset is defective, and I hope that if it's for you, <laughs> that it catches fire while you're wearing it. <laughs> I turned around and walked away from him, <laughs> and he just he laughed. Like I mean, what was he gonna say? He didn't get pissed about it. I mean, he tried. He took it. He made you know, an attempt, he shot for fucking the three point and, uh, and, and did not make the basket. So, um, that was uh, probably my shittiest. And lost. So, yeah, like, he did. He did, man. So, I mean, it was my fault for missing it. I wasn't pissed at the guy, but whatever. It was still fucking, that's a super shitty thing to do. It was not a happy holiday story. That must um, be just, that, that must just be how much he wanted it. Um, I have, um, j- just simply for something a little with a little bit more kick to it. Um, I found um, on uh, from Business Insider last year um, article written by uh, Megan Willett on November twenty fifth, twenty fifteen. Um, she compiled um, some accounts of some of the craziest Black Friday horror stories, and there's one on here that's video game related. And uh, I, I, I'm just I'm just going to share this. It's brief. I'm just going to share it because I'm just glad that nothing like this has ever happened to to me or anybody that I know. 
So this is an account from a user named Ruckus55. Um, he says, so it was the year the Xbox 360 came out. I was standing in line to get some external hard drive next to the video games. And then there was this 11-ish year old kid with a woman in her 60s. Uh, he was waiting for his 360 bundle. This woman before him had gotten the last one size all around. Um, <laughs> then, he then he says, nope, one more, uh, referring to the, the, to the retail worker, I'm presuming, and begins the motion of handing it to the the kid and this guy comes out of nowhere and pushed the older woman and the kid out of the way to get to it the kid hit his face on the edge of a video game rack you know the one with the metal and plastic dividers and at 19 years old i didn't know what came over me but i instantly swung for the dude's head and caught him right in the temple sending him into a keurig Ooh, tower in the damn. middle of the aisle everyone froze including me guy had dropped the 360 and got up and walked away i slid it with my foot to the kid so he didn't say anything holy either. crap <laughs> so yeah holy crap some, uh, some black friday heroism i guess um there um but uh still hey i'll take it man yeah absolutely and th this article is rife with accounts of people just like punching other people for retail shit and it's just like okay oh he here's one of my favorites oh uh, we caught a woman stuffing the inside of her pants with, with frozen lobster tail <laughs> what what <laughs> When I worked at Sam's Club during the madness, one Black Friday morning, we caught a woman stuffing the inside of her pants with frozen lobster tails. She would unpackage them and throw them and throw in the trash a stack of tires, uh, throw throw the stack, throw the trash in a stack of tires that were on display nearby. So someone trying to steal frozen lobster tails from Sam's Club on Black Friday. That was Jesus caught. Christ. Who does that shit, man? After stupid. <laughs> Uh, here's here's another just noteworthy headline. Uh, after checking the dryers, we found a nice turd in one. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I worked for Best Buy for six years. Everyone knows about the line when you stand in outside. Part of the process is once you get into the store, you stand in another line to buy your products. Our manager thought he was particularly smart in winding the line through our appliance department. Mind you, there is usually fifteen hundred plus people in the building at six a.m. with the line still outside. Well, we get a complaint from one of our patrons after checking the dryers. Turd in one, good size, solid consistency, just oh sitting there. My a lady. God to lose her spot open the dryer and shat right there in front of everyone i decided that day even though i may want stuff i will never shit in front of an entire crowd of people <laughs> for a 799 plasma tv oh my god That's dude versus volcano so that is disturbing you know i'll i'll include the link to this article because there, there's some other good uh, good uh, good mentions in here i'll only when we post the show up but um i can't even the, that uh, shit, so, man that's insane <laughs> Yeah, I um, I, I it's um, a goat has apparently decided that um, he uh, he requires sleep, which again we do not blame him for. So he will not be joining us tonight. Um, and I, I kind of feel like that's probably appropriate for the segment because I don't think the man has ever worked retail or shopped on Black Friday, so I don't think he would have much to contribute, anyways. But um, nonetheless, uh, we will go ahead and move on to our mailbag. <laughs> Yeah, so um, let's see here. On In the Players Club, we got one response from Mr. Dan Hlotke. He says, uh, the, so the mailbag question was, share your holiday and Black Friday shopping horror stories, and then we offer the opportunity for retail workers to email us if they wanted to remain anonymous and share uh, share uh, share any accounts. Um, his experience was horrible, just horrible. Websites took a couple seconds longer to load than usual, and that damn out-of-stock <laughs> button. Oh, you probably meant going to actual stores and not their websites. 
And uh, Dan, uh, we're not picky, so we thank you for your, your response. And let's go ahead and take a look at our uh, Gamerhead Radio page and see if we got any responses over there. Do, 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 scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Uh, no responses there. John, you shared and did, did not get any responses. I got nada, well. man. I got nada. Well, I'm going to assume, and we also um, have not gotten a song reading, so I'm going to assume that that means that the majority of our friends and listeners have not had horrible Black Friday experiences, and I consider that to be a plus. Yes, so, that is a good um, thing. I had a handful yeah. of people like my status, um, you know, my mailbag, which thanks for liking it, but you guys should have maybe commented on it <laughs> if you were going to like it. And if then, you like uh, the mailbag, give us your yeah. opinion. Yes, please and thank you. And then we also do seem to have a voicemail message. John, should we play this? Let's go ahead and play this, Charlie. I feel so, as though it, it's it's been a long time since you had a voicemail. I think it's important. It's probably going to be important. All right, let's uh, let's see here. I'm just going to interrupt my volume. So here's our here's our voicemail response for this week. This is John. Yes, that John Fallon Flynn from Gamerhead Radio calling his show in the middle of his fucking show. To leave a voicemail to tell Goat to wake up and come be on the show. Where are you? We miss you. Be interesting to leave a voicemail in the middle of our own show to to quasi-shame Goat sleep in his goat pen right before the show. So, God damn it, Goat. God damn it. God damn it. God. Damn it. God damn it. <laughs> well, uh, caller, I, I missed, I missed your name. I'm sorry. Caller. Thank you very much for your voicemail response. We appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, it sounds vaguely familiar to me. I'm not sure. Slightly, um, slightly familiar, somewhat villainish. I might, yes, I might add roguish. But, um, <laughs> and he sounds like he probably looks like the guy from Assassin's Creed. He um, probably does. He probably does. <laughs> And when he takes so, the but, hood off, gets gets told all the time that he looks like the singer from Green Day, which he doesn't like, because <laughs> that dude's got a fucked up grill. Uh, how how not to piss off John? Got it. Um, all right. Well, um, I think then that will go ahead and wrap up our primary content for our show this week. Um, so once again, reminder, programming note um, that uh, Gamerhead Radio will be at Con Alt Delete, um, uh, and uh, primarily an anime, but uh, but video game convention that's happening on the weekend of December um, 16th through 18th and our panel will be taking place on Sunday December 18th at Connell Delete from 1 to 2.30 uh, in panel room 4 um, I don't know anything about the size of that panel room or uh, how much of an audience we can fit in there but we do hope that as many, many of you come out as possible because that is also going to be episode 198 um, and at this rate I can say um, that we will have an announcement about the future of Gamerhead Radio to make at that show. Um, if you guys, if you guys enjoy our live shows and you want to come out and see us and hang out with us, uh, we will have our merch available there. And uh, because it's the holiday season, we will probably have it available at uh, previously unseen discounted prices um, because we've had some of it sitting around for a while. And um, so, yeah, uh, if you are a Gamerhead Radio fan, you can make it out to Con Delete on Sunday. Uh, December 18th, you should do so and be in panel room four at from 1 to 2.30. Indubitably. But 
Aside from that, um, I don't really have anything on my calendar to share. John, how about, how about you? Man, for the, uh, I mean, aside from, again, con alt delete, because even though you are, you know, you're correct that Gamerhead Radio is going to be there doing it. I, you mentioned it earlier in the show. VS for Villains is doing con alt delete as is, it is an anime con. Where are my order. manners? I apologize. No, not at all. It's okay. You, you had to leave me something to talk about at the end of the show. Um, yeah, uh, it's an AnimeCon.org event, and the last one that we do of the year, usually, for the last, like, three years running, at least, um, you know, and then Anime Zap is at the beginning of the year. It's our first con of the year, usually, another AnimeCon.org event. Um, I, I really enjoy Con-Alt-Delete, con um, because it does, to me, it has kind of symbolized the end of the year for me, and it's a good kind of end of year con for a lot of people to go to it's actually i i like this con quite a bit actually and it's it's got a good turnout a lot of people show up for it especially given how it's close to a holiday season um and then we always have these really good shows there too we've i don't think we've ever had a bad con on the lead show or experience um so other than that i got nothing else on the docket for the first time in a while and i'm actually kind of glad man i'm gonna be riding the wave of silence for the next couple weeks because my life has been in this insane state of like fluctuating upheaval for about the last month and a half all for good reasons but it's time consuming and exhausting and doesn't really leave you with much time to you know enjoy things so i'm actually kind of maybe going to be playing a few different games coming up uh, with these this really free time silence that i have you know one of the cool things about uh con alt delete that they've I, I don't know if this is this is typical for them but they sent out an email about this and because john you, when you mentioned it's sort of the last last con of the year for you it's the last con of the year for a lot of people i mean like it's the week before christmas so i mean like mm -hmm. it um I, it would be hard to con after this one but um kind of apparently expanding on that idea they are their their Sunday programming is actually going quite a bit later into the day than is typical for uh, for a convention. Mm -hmm. Their closing ceremonies aren't until eight p.m., so they actually have um to do like you know normally normally Sunday on uh, for conventions wind wind down like around six or so. So I mean like if uh, if if you were considering coming out for just Sunday. Uh, I mean, you should come out other days because of the villain's performance. Uh, John, do you know what day you guys are performing and what your schedule is at the, at the con? Um, we actually do not have ours yet. I think they're making some – what I was told is they're still making some adjustments to some of the programming there, and they want to make sure that before they post the final schedule that we're everything is finalized. Usually okay. uh, usually we perform on Saturdays, though. The last word I heard actually was just this past weekend is, is that we're going to be performing Saturday evening. And usually for con all delete, you know, we're on it at night. So. Yeah, so so – as of what they have on on their online schedule at this moment, mm. which apparently could be uh, could be subject to change from what John is saying, um, at the, at this time you guys are playing from eight to nine on uh, Saturday evening, which is a ballpark usually when we play for them. I don't well, expect that guys, to change. Yeah. They 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 usually take really good care of us and don't really try not to upset our schedules often they're very considerate that way of us so um i don't expect yeah. that to change yeah. but if it does just just know that it, i mean it can it i'm it can yep and then um and then i see that you have your meet the villains panel which is uh That's which, the, which was the thing that was in conflict with with gamerhead that we had to move it for mm -hmm. so meet the villains is gonna be in panel room uh panel room two uh, from one to two, from one to two on Saturday, mm -hmm. and then I imagine there's a couple other things you guys have in the works as well. That um, is correct, Assis. But uh, but uh, yeah. So on Sunday, um, now I'm curious just to just to check here. So on Sunday, against us, um, oh, we're up against one of Grego's game shows. Uh, Grego's a good guy, so he is catch a good any guy. Has yeah. other stuff. 
if for yeah. some reason um, you just hate video games or you hate us and you're just not going to watch our fucking live show, go see Gregos because <laughs> he's a good read. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's a, they, they have, they have eight, seven different panel rooms uh, in addition to main events, in addition to tabletop video, two video gaming rooms, or I'm sorry, a video gaming room, a video room and, and uh, two video rooms. So, I mean, there's, there's no shortage of things. Either. This is a big con. Mm -hmm. So, so there, there's no shortage of things here. So, yeah, if you come, if you can come out on, if you can come out to Connell Delete, you should come for the whole weekend for VS for Villains and Gamerhead. Um, but selfishly, I will say, if you can only come for one day, you should come to Sunday for Gamerhead Radio. <laughs> yeah, and Saturday night for VS for Villains. God damn it, Charlie. There you go. <laughs> uh, um, so, so yeah, um, that's what we have coming up on our calendars. Um, just the additional programming reminder um we will be taking both the um both december 25th um and um january 1st off of gamerhead radio for obvious reasons um you know it's it's hard enough for us to do shows around you know in, in, in those two weeks normally but when those two weeks happen to fall on, like those two holidays happen to fall on our recording days we just said nah that's okay <laughs> take those two weeks off uh, mm -hmm. we will return for episode 199 uh, presumably on Sunday, January 8th, and then episode 200, uh, the week of January 15th, we are assuming will be in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, and we will hopefully be announcing plans for our live show that we will do, be doing for our 200th show before too long here. Uh, we're just trying to uh, lock down a venue for us. Um, so, 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 so stay tuned for all that. But um, with that, um, thanks to everybody that responded to our, uh, to our mailbag. So both our mystery voicemail caller and Dan Hockey. Thank you very much. Um, and um, thank you. Who was to, that uh, mysterious man, Charlie? Who was that masked man? Um, and uh, thank you for everybody that's been hanging out in the chat room. Uh, uh, both my friend Server Rat and uh, Mr. Danny Meckler, who is a friend, a very good friend of the show. Um, and to anybody else who may be watching, listening, subscribing, downloading, uh, later commenting, responding, those various things end with an ing. Uh, we appreciate you all. Um, so uh, if you've enjoyed what you heard, you can find us at gamerheadradio.com, at facebook.com backslash gamerheadradio, at google.com backslash plus gamerheadradio, and on Twitter at gamerheadradio, where I am at TK Charlie. John is at the Fallon Flynn is at Sir Goatsworth. Um, you can email us at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com or call us and leave us a voicemail at 94926-GAMER. Um, download the official GamerHead Radio app on Google devices from the mm -hmm. Google Play Store, or you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, um, uh, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, Twitch, or with your podcast downloader of choice. Speaking of YouTube, we are typically live right here on Sunday evenings every week from ballpark around from 8 to 10, uh, unless one of us is running late because they're... Or falls asleep... Um, before the show. Yes, that. Um, so thank you very much uh, once again to everybody. Uh, we couldn't do the show without you. This has been episode 195 of Gamerhead Radio.
Today on Gamerhead Radio, find out how FIFA brings the shitty out of 11 year Today on Gamerhead Radio, find out how FIFA brings out the shitty in 11 year olds. Today on Gamerhead Radio, find out how FIFA brings out the shitty in 11 year olds. Trying to sell the Wii. Uh, today on Gamerhead Radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. Gamerhead Radio. Today. Today. Today on Gamerhead Radio, find out that our viewer count is going up as I'm sitting here babbling. <laughs> not being able to say. Today on Gamerhead Radio, find out how FIFA brings out the shitty in 11-year-olds. Trying to sell the Wii U to cons- brings out the shitty in consumers. It's enough. <laughs>